Let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us, of course, former Ute and our good friend, Christian Cox on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hello, Christian. How are you? Hello, Jacob. Hello, Gordon. It's good to hear your voices talking the jazz again. They're being disappointing to us, but the Utes are not, so I'm happy to be here. Well, let's talk a little Utes, Christian. Just how big in the you know grand landscape of the program of Utah football was that win over the weekend? Oh, I well, I think I think Kyle was relieved, right? I think he said it was one of the biggest wins in November in the last ten years. I. You know, having, you know, watched the game and sitting and watching that first quarter unravel, you're thinking, oh, here we go again. This does not bode well for the Utes. And, you know, what a heck of a game that Tyler Huntley put together along with the whole team just kind of bearing down and, you know, coming up with some big stops throughout the game. And, you know, college football really is a game of runs. and It really is a full, complete game of each quarter and each quarter. And, I thought, the, I thought Utah overcame a lot of adversity, right? It even started with, you know, you get the ball first on the road, you know, usually you go down and eat up some clock and get a score, but you, you went three and out, and then you let Washington drive down your throat and go score quick. You come up with a big turnover right after, and you only come up with three points. And I think every Utah fan was thinking, you know what, we just can't, we can't trade scores. We can't trade field goals for touchdowns. And, the same thing with New England last night against the Ravens. You can't get down in the red zone and not score. And, you know, after halftime, you know, I think obviously that Jalen Johnson interception and really rattling Jacob Eason and the defense just hunkering down and improving after getting blitzed the, the first half, you know, then it turned the, turned the, turned the tide. And then uh, Tyler Huntley delivered and, and Zach Moss delivered and, those two guys, you know, kind of cemented how real this team is. We've questioned and wondered all year, and, you know, they didn't have Zach Moss against SC on the road, but when you needed Tyler Huntley, he delivered those big third-down completions over and over and over again, one to Nakua, one to Simpkins. And uh, it just makes you sad to a degree because you wish you had him for one more year, right? Because this has been his, his best and brightest year, and, you know, he led the team in a very controlled fashion, and it felt good. How good did it feel to just take over the game in the fourth quarter? And those are one of the key points to winning, you know, games on the road. You got to win the fourth quarter. You got to win the turnover battle. You got to win in special teams. And, uh, you know, the Utah kickers came up with points when needed. But in the fourth quarter, Utah imposed its will against against Washington. And, you know, that was a good Washington team. Easton was really good, and I thought the defense showed up when it needed to, and the offense complemented that play. And Tyler Huntley, hats off to him. Uh, I said it last week, I think he's got a shot in the NFL. He's playing on a bum leg. He's too darn efficient, and he's fine to play in the pocket. I think that's what will give him an opportunity to play in the next level. The thing that really strikes me about Tyler is he's learned to play quarterback. I mean, those throws, He, we were talking about this earlier, Christian, he missed one throw in the second half. One throw. Every other pass that needed to be made, he completed. And you mentioned a couple of them. There was another one to Dixon that was just so very important as well. I, I'm impressed with, 
Back in the day, he would drop back, and you would see him take off running. He would start to uh, get nervous back there. I see no nerves with him now. And maybe some of it is the fact that his knee hurts, and he's not going to take off running unless he absolutely has to, or it's called that way. But he would just survey the field, pick out, the, look at the routes, and then deliver the ball. And, and Washington was trying to make it difficult for him, but... Uh, I was uh, I was really impressed by what I saw. When you have a quarterback who who demonstrates those kinds of capabilities, I think it settles the entire team. Well, it's fundamental football, right? And, and whether you're a little league or in high school, the longer you can keep the running, the longer you can sit in the pocket for one extra half of a second or a full second, you give your you give your receivers one extra window you can deliver the ball and where most novice players will tuck and run because they feel uncomfortable. But Tyler Huntley, even with the bum knee, uh, even before that, I think we've, we've talked about it ad nauseum in a good way. He's sat in there and delivered the ball downfield and has taken big hits. And he hasn't tried to run around and you know make the big play. He's, he's, just, he's striking in his delivery, too. It's not like he's throwing these floaters. You watch how tight his spiral is and you watch how he – he, he throws the ball downhill and downfield. It's impressive. Uh, and, you know, for him to make the jump in just really a year, uh, I think we talked about this before, but as progression happens, for a true player to progress and have a quality coach that helps him progress, it, it becomes exponential between your sophomore to then your junior year to then your junior to your senior year. We talked about it being kind of like a spotlight versus just a flashlight. He sees the full game. He understands the full game. Added on top of that, Andy Ludwig's play calls are, and his scheme is a scheme, right? They have an identity. This Utah offense has a very clear identity where in years past, you know, you, you, you were wondering what the offense was at times, right? And Tyler Huntley is, is at the helm of it. And then it doesn't hurt that you have one of the best backs in the league who was getting owned because the offensive line wasn't creating lanes in the first half but just kept sticking to the game plan and wore down Washington's offense, uh, defensive line and, and was getting up into the next level in the second half, uh, that can't go unnoticed and unsaid how well Andy did to stick with the play calling. And people forget that little speed option play. Brian Johnson used to run that all the time. Uh, you know, And he'd pitch it to either Darrell Mack or Matt Asiata or he'd just keep it. And timely third-down conversions – uh, it just gets excited to be a Utah fan because where in years past, in the last decade, it's, you know, Utah, you know, could only win the games of their underdogs and they're performing at the highest level and living up to the expectation when needed to and uh, getting a win against Washington is, is a huge relief. And, you know, the bye couldn't have come at a better time. And I think for Utah, you know, you, you get these guys healed up um, you get, you know, you get Tyler Huntley some time away to get his knee right, and you have these three last games. You take care of business, and uh, you know what a showdown! Like what a showdown if it is against Oregon, and if Utah takes care of business, what an actual fun uh, Pac-12 championship had a little different flavor than it did last year. One other thing about Huntley, guys, is that he averaged 11.8 yards per attempt per attempt and he's third in the country in in that category over between 10 and 11 
somewhere, but he was even better against Washington. That's remarkable. He's averaging nearly 15 yards per completion, but 11.8 yards per per uh, yards, not points uh, per attempt. Uh, that uh, any coach will take that number. Yeah, you can go look at Mitchell Trubisky's numbers uh, from yesterday. I think he completed six. His per attempt was 1.2 yards. <laughs> so uh, obviously a, a different scale, but yeah, yeah. Uh, average is like 4.5, right? And the more you go up and the higher the completion percentage, his QBR has got to be extremely high. It, he just doesn't turn the ball over. Uh, he's extremely efficient. Um, no wonder Kyle said that's his favorite team. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> oh, but it's okay, as he should be. Christian Cox is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's talk about the defense a little bit, Christian, because, you know, you you mentioned the, the slow start for the Utes. That was really on both sides of the ball as Eason looked like he was carving up Utah, uh, yeah. not unlike Matt Fink for, for USC. It kind of had that, that flavor to it, and then things really changed, and the defense tightened up and, and really ended up turning in a, a heck of a performance. Yeah, it's yeah, you, you just kind of settle in, right? You, you see – you've practiced and you've had a, a preparation week, you've seen all this film and then you get into the thick of it and you have to make adjustments on the fly. And I think Morgan did a great job of doing that. I think they got some pressure to Eason. I think his big fumble in the first quarter kind of rattled him a little bit. And then if you go back and rewatch his throw to Jalen Johnson, it's like, well, what the heck are you doing throwing it directly to him? He was already sitting on it. Uh, but he was he was rattled with the pressure coming from up the middle with with Lucky Foe too and Bradley and I and then uh, obviously Francis coming on these zone blitzes. Uh, you know what what Morgan has dialed up. He brings these zone blitzes. He brings these linebacker crosses, if you will. You see him and Lloyd Francis Bernard and Lloyd will do this cross up, and then sometimes the safety will bear down in in between that and. I think the physicality of the D line, the front seven, is what opens it up for the back end, and it's a complementary team. And I think we mentioned this before. What has made Utah so good this year is they have stayed healthy for the most part, right? You look at the positions on offense. Maybe the offensive lines had some; they've been banged up a little bit, but on defense, they've really had continuity the entire way across, and each player. Uh, is extremely good at their job, and the scheme lines up with them. And unlike USC, uh, the Washington game, I think they settled in, and they came up with those big plays. And then the offense fed on top of that, right? Before that pick six, the game was wobbly, right? You're like, are they going to do this? Are they going to come back and pull this off? And then Jalen Johnson came up with that huge interception. I thought the two-point conversion – it was interesting to go for it at that point. Um, I thought he was in, but he had a bad ca- camera angle. And then uh, the fourth quarter, uh, the rest of the way, the defense really strangled Eason and got some three and outs, uh, saved that last drive, which is normal with a two-minute drill. And um, again, We're witnessing just beauty and, 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 and funness to college football, right, and this Utah team. And, you know, I think the travesty or the sad part about college sports, right, is you only can capture it for a season or maybe two. And, um, you know, be grateful for what we have in front of us. You know, this is a very special team. And uh, you hope that they can finish out the, the, the next couple games and see where the specialness takes them. Because I, I would measure them just as equally up to the 08 teams, um, you know, the 04 team, 
really quality quarterback play, really quality D line and defensive effort. Uh, and then even heck, you know, we go back to college basketball. Um, you know, the Majerus years as a child, you know, I was 10 and 11 when they went to the final four and then lost in the championship and lost to Brevin Knight in the lead eight. And, you know, this is, this is where we're at. And, and I don't think I'm being, I don't think I'm embellishing that. And I think Kyle recognizes that. And I think that's where coming into the season, they knew how big of a deal it is. And um, it's right in front of them. And uh, I would be shocked. I would be willing to place a bet with Vegas that if uh, that they would, you know, lose one of these upcoming three games. And they know what's at the end of this. And that's why they're going to take care of each one at a time. Did you just say, Christian, that you were 10 or 11 when, when uh, the Utes were going to the Final Four? Yeah, oh, right? Man. The Final Well, it was Tuesday. Hand me my cane, will you, Jake? <laughs> oh, come on, Gordon. Yeah, just... I, yeah, I was 10. And then on top of that, we had the Ute, we had uh, the Jazz getting punished by Michael Jordan. So my childhood <laughs> was wrecked with crying in spring and summer. <laughs> you, mentioned the, <laughs> you mentioned that defensive front. They're averaging – yielding 56 yards a game, and Washington could only get 53. I know that they've had some injuries at that position, but when a defense can do that, that's when guys like Jalen Johnson can jump routes. You know, when they know they're gonna, the opponent is going to throw the football because they can't run it, that seems like if I'm a defensive back, I'm loving that. Yeah, well, you look at, look at Lucky Soto. Have you stood next to him and interviewed him? He's yes, a scary-looking bugger. And then you got Pacini's very underrated. And then you look at Mika Tafua. I put him up there with Bradley and I in terms of physique and strength and power. Like They're freakish DNs, and they don't rotate a lot, right? Where in the past they've rotated a ton, right? And then you look at Devin Lloyd and, and you look at uh, Bernard, at, you know, kind of, you know, handling the middle. And then you got, you know, you got some of the best safeties and corners, you know, you got Burgess and Blackman and Jalen and, and they're just, they're just so well coached and Morgan has a good scheme. Sharif does a phenomenal job in motivating these kids and teaching them technique. It's just it, the, the, the actual group. Uh, there's a lot of ancillary staff that we don't really talk about, right? There's a lot of former players that are up there helping his grad assistants have plenty of knowledge and, you know, you'd have to be pretty bad not to run through these lanes and make tackles when you got Pacini and Lucky Foto, Bradley Knight, and Mika Tafua handling the front four. And Bernard is having a heck of a year. Same with Devin. So it, credit to Kyle and recruiting, and, you know, you just got to keep building on it, and uh, you got to finish the year strong. Christian, as always, thank you very much, and uh, thanks for being a little amenable with the time today. We appreciate it. Oh, of course. Of course. Anything for you guys. See you, Gordon. Bye, Jay. Thanks, buddy. Christian Cox, former Ute, joins us uh, each week here on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Good time to be a Ute right now. That team team is good. You you could hear it in his voice, though. Christian was a little hurt when Coach Witt said this was his his favorite squad. (laughs) Oh, come on. Uh he says that every year, doesn't he? Does Kyle Whittingham say that every year? I don't blame him. This team is fantastic. It is good. He didn't it, say it the John Hayes year. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're right about that. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. The Zero Res food, uh, food drive is back. Schedule a carpet cleaning for just $33 per room. Have a food donation ready at the time of service. And Zero Res will clean a fourth room for absolutely free. That's a lot to throw on John Hayes now. 
Well, I just picked a guy that was on the team that year. Yeah. You know, John, the guy whose he, football he, he program tr- was canceled. He, he tried his best. I mean, he was put in a situation and did the best he could. And actually, they probably overachieved that year for Oh, they real, certainly yeah. did. And I always thought that that was a comment just on uh, on Norm Chow and how short he thought that they were on quarterbacks when well, he got of, that job. He's like, holy cow. What would they have done without John? Seriously. You know, I mean. Wildcat! <laughs> every, run every play. No, seriously, Norm's like, hey, I know your D2 football program just got canceled. <laughs> Before you take that janitorial gig. <laughs> how would you like to come play a little Pac-12 football, huh? <laughs> Let's go get it done out there. Oh, yes, and, sir. And to Austin's point, you know what? He did fine, considering the circumstance. Lavelle Edwards called Actually, that. that was my point. Or Austin made the yeah, same. Yeah, Jake. I thought Austin made the same point. Jake was ridiculing the man. I was. Austin. Austin not Jake. Was. Austin was. Okay. I'm sorry. No, I was, <laughs> was a little confused. Yeah. All right. That's a good story. I don't think I can top that. <laughs>